0: and also protects our clients as well you can learn more about upheal and the awesome work that they're doing in the world uh, by going to sellingthecouch.com/upheal and upheal is, is spelled u p and then h e a l all one word and at checkout be sure to enter the promo code couch25c o u c h C-O-U-C-H, and the number 25 to get 25% off your upheal plan for the first two months. Hello, hello, welcome to today's session of Selling the Couch. So if you have been thinking about creating an online course, or if you are an existing online course creator, you've probably thought a lot about marketing your online course. And not just like from a, okay, I have to market this online course, but more of how do you build a system that is actually sustainable because all of us have extremely busy lives. And one of the best parts of online courses is that it allows you to create this income stream that's not dependent on trading time for income. But the reality also is you have to be thoughtful about how you market the online course. And I'm a big fan of like really creating work that compounds over time. My friend Kay, he calls this $10,000 an hour work. And it's basically stuff that takes time and effort to build on the front end, but compounds and you reap the rewards in those later sort of stages. Today's session is actually about one of those marketing channels, and I called it Why Every Course Creator Should Start a Podcast. And more specifically, Rather than just like a pitch to start a podcast, what I actually wanted to do was talk strategy and some of the things that are working for me as both a podcaster as well as a course creator. So just uh, even taking a step back, I'll pop up a picture of myself. Uh, but when I got a li- when I got licensed in 2012 uh, as a psychologist, starting a podcast was honestly the furthest thing from my mind. In fact, in 2012, I don't even know how common podcasting was uh, back in those days, because I remember when I started STC in 2015, it was still like pretty new. But to be like starting a podcast, it has been extremely scary, but it has been one of the most personally and... Professionally fulfilling things that I've done. I'm, I notice I'm even getting like a little choked up thinking about this because in this weird way, like starting this podcast has been an opportunity to heal and reconnect with inner child Mel and That sort of creative part of me that, you know, wants to do all of these different things, but has always been hindered by fear and worries about what other people would think. And the picture that I shared is actually a picture of me submitting the STC podcast back in March to Apple back in March of 2015. And now over 350 plus of these episodes, I've learned, you know, from the initial stages of podcasting of just like struggling with. What do I talk about? Who do I interview? Two earlier episodes of the podcast, <laughs> they're quite cringeworthy because the number of ums and ahs and just you can feel it's palpable, the uh, the lack of confidence that was in my voice. But yet at the same time, I'm so grateful for that journey because I don't think I would be here where I am, even recording videos like this and podcasts like this if I didn't have those initial stages. Now, with podcasting, the really cool first kind of thing I wanted to share is that podcasts are evergreen. So most course creators, what they do is they play finite games on social media. They have this assumption that you got to create content day after day. And only after you do that for a really long time, are you actually going to hit this critical mass one day, right? And when you hit that one day, then you know, your platform that you have created will enable you to get clients, will enable you to expand beyond clinical work, you know, start to do talks or promote your book or promote your online course and all of that stuff. Personally, for me, I bought into that as well. With STC, I literally... On the first year of STC, I did a podcast episode pretty much every week of the year because experts kept telling me that's what I needed to do, but it was a formula for burnout. I just, honestly, I almost quit podcasting after that first year. And because it's just really hard to sustain that, uh, that level of, you know, content creation, And what I've also noticed is some of these platforms, you know, I'm writing a lot more on LinkedIn and just sharing content on LinkedIn. And what I've noticed is some of the content on LinkedIn now is getting to this sort of like surface level content. So basically people are posting day after day just for the sake of an algorithm and to grow their like followers. But personally for me, I know that I have stopped following accounts that have grown because they're just producing this like surface level content. It's not even stuff that I think is like can be particularly helpful. But you know, for example, you know, they'll share like 10 quotes from, you know, something, right? And it may or may not be related, but which it's fine to do those like once in a while. But when you keep doing those over and over, it just makes it look like you're just, you know, trying to game the system kind of thing. What I have found is when you focus too heavily on service level content like that, it's just really hard to establish trust. In fact, it has often the opposite effect, which I suspect for me, like I have unfollowed those accounts. I know there's been moments where I'm like. Okay, I'm never actually going to purchase something from this person because all they're—I can just tell—they're just playing the algorithm game. What's interesting with podcasts is they allow you to play infinite games that you win over and over again. So, because podcasts, by the nature of them, and I'm sure if you're listening to this on audio and if you've been a long-time listener of the STC podcast, I'm extremely. Gr- Grateful to receive emails like this, but I get emails like, Mel, I feel like I've known you for a long time. Or, you know, I feel like it's just been wonderful to see this journey for you as, you know, becoming a dad and managing STC and shifting out of clinical work. There's just this connection that podcast listeners feel that's really hard to capture on sort of like these discovery platforms like LinkedIn or Instagram. Not that that it can't be done, it just takes a lot longer, but because for the most part, podcasts are more long form content, they just allow you to connect and people that are listening to you, they just listen to you longer and that trust becomes uh, easier to build. The second thing I wanted to share is podcasts are evergreen. So basically your episodes live on and they're surfaced by new listeners, days, months, years, after that they go live. So basically your efforts compound over time. If I could share even my own journey, I feel like with STC, I mean it took probably, I would say 100, and 100 to 130-ish episodes for things to really start to like pick up like that. But then it like started to kind of hockey stick. And I wouldn't say like, I've kind of hit this because I realized, you know, with private practitioners, mental health providers, there's sort of this finite amount of therapists out there. So I'm not like, you know aiming for month after month, like just compounding growth. What I'm really actually content is like with sort of a general level and consistency of download numbers. I'll pop up a a screenshot on the, uh, um, if you're watching this on YouTube, but this is basically our download numbers for the past 12 months. And they have varied everything from like, almost like, you know, almost just a shade under, shade over 28,000 downloads a month all the way to the low end, around 22,000 downloads a month, and sometimes even just a little bit lower, like 18,000. So basically, you know, I average somewhere, I would say, you know, average that out 23 24,000 downloads a month. But the really cool part of podcasting, which I don't know of any other medium that allows this, is that you can actually take breaks with creating content, but your download numbers can still stay stable for the most part. So practically what this means is you've probably noticed with this with STC. At this point, I'm only releasing live episodes about six months of the year. The other six months, what I'm doing is I'm doing Walden months, which are basically I'm working on more intense projects that just take a little bit more time. And I'm also just focusing on self-care and rest and all of those things. And I have just gotten to a point now being in my early 40s where I really want to live out that self care that we often talk to our clients in the therapy room. But I noticed that especially in my 30s, I wasn't doing a great job of that. And part of it was just entering new seasons of life, you know, becoming a dad and also managing clinical work and STC. But I just don't know of any other medium that allows this. So you can basically run replay episodes. And so you're releasing episodes throughout the year, but you're not creating content throughout the year, which is just, I feel like from a self-care perspective, it's just this I feel like is social media done well. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Upheal for supporting today's podcast session. Upheal is AI-powered case notes. Now, I know for many of us, there's a natural skepticism around AI, but uh, the Upheal team actually uses a third party to make sure that all of the software that they're using is HIPAA compliant, GDPR certified, and all of these different things. The very cool thing with this is... Now, Upheal might make perfect sense if you're doing telehealth sessions, right? You run the Upheal software in the background and uh, it basically captures the information during therapy sessions and then generates case notes based on how you want them, whether it's SOAP or DAP or any of those other kind of sessions. But you can also use Upheal for in-person sessions as well. You can learn more about UpHeal and the awesome work they're doing in the world over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash UpHeal. And be sure to enter the promo code COUCH and the number 25, all one word, uh, for 25% off your UpHeal plan for the first two months. This is actually a non-advertised special. So be sure to follow that link and check it out. Right. The next thing I wanted to share with you is dynamic ads. So podcasts allow something called dynamic ads. So think of dynamic ads as basically Lego building blocks that can be inserted into podcast episodes. Now, the magic of dynamic ads is that the ad is heard on every episode versus just the one that you place an ad on. So a lot of podcast hosts allow this. We use and have been really happy with Captivate. Uh, You can, uh, if you would like to check out Captivate, you can go through this affiliate link, which is sellingthecouch.com forward slash Captivate. I believe that link also gives you an extended 14 day trial. And honestly, for the price that we pay, which is like around less than $20 a month, it's been fantastic. And so what Dynamic adds, Captivate basically has this thing where I record A, you know, an ad, and then I send it over to my editor and they put it into Captivate and it just replays across these episodes. So you've probably heard those dynamic ads being played out. So when we have like, there's one ad that we have for our podcasting workshop, there's one that's for our free seven day email course. And it's just cool because whether they're running on replay or they're live, those ads are continuing to kind of be there. And you know, even just to pull the curtain back, um, just to be helpful, right? Podcasts are really magical because they help connect you and help build trust. But ultimately, you wanted people from some podcast to like an email list, right? And So those ads that we run, right, they're actually helping to also take, if you're like a very loyal listener and you've been wanting to just connect with us deeper to our email newsletter, which we send out on a weekly basis. But then for me, you know, I think I... My whole thing is I want to provide content that's helpful. So those dynamic ads that we have on this podcast, they're actually going to higher value assets. So our podcasting workshop is 90 minutes. I looked the other day, we've had 8,000 some visitors on that website, that page to sign up for that ad, I mean, uh, to sign up for that workshop. And then our online course starter kit is our free email course that we launched in 2023. It's a free seven day email course to validate a course idea. And so it's both of these are highly like action packed. I mean, their quality teaching their depth, um, they're all of those things. And I just I don't know, I like that perspective of just being of service to others. So and I think podcasts allow that. The next thing I just wanted to mention are specifically what we do again with these dynamic ads is we do a pre-roll which is basically there's something in okay in podcasting called pre-roll, mid-roll and end-roll. So pre-roll is exactly what it sounds like it's an ad that's at the beginning of a podcast. A mid-roll is right in the middle and an end-roll is, you know, usually after the episode is done. So for our pre-roll, we do our online course creator starter kit which is our free 7-day email course. And then if we have certain criteria, because I'm again so protective of our field. So I want everyone to launch an online course, but I don't think everyone should launch an online course. You should filter by the season of life you're in. So we ask these questions to sort of make sure you're, you know, it makes sense for you to launch an online course after you go through the free email course. And then if you sort of meet these criteria, there's an invitation to join our online course mastermind, if it makes sense for you. And then again, the... Midroll for the podcasting workshop sells, uh, again, gives a free workshop, and then it sells our Healthcasters podcasting course. And the end role is, again, just to sign up for our email newsletter, which, again, helps to build our email list and moves the most loyal folks and loyal listeners to our email list. By the way, if you want to check out our newsletter, there's also a separate link, which is sellingthecouch.com forward slash newsletter. Uh, as I record this, it's trusted by over 3,600 of our colleagues. Now, the final thing I just wanted to mention is what's called the flywheel effect. A flywheel, I've been thinking a lot about flywheels over this past year in various facets of my business. So everything from our podcasting course to our mastermind to even how do we create content on LinkedIn that's almost mimics a flywheel. So the biggest mistake among course creators is thinking of force launches as singular events versus flywheels. It's something that I still struggle with as a course creator. I'm not even going to say like I've got it all figured out because I don't. But I think this concept of flywheels is really interesting. So basically a resting flywheel is really heavy and it's really hard to rotate. But once you get it spinning, it just becomes way easier to keep turning. Now for a flywheel to work, it needs three things. So each movement has to flow smoothly from one to the next. So each thing that you do, right? Each rotation should be easier than the previous one. And then each rotation creates more power and magnitude. So the efforts compound over time. So you're probably wondering like Mel, I did not (laughs) expect to be listening to a lecture on flywheels. Probably wondering how in the world would this apply if I'm a course creator? With my podcast, so one is leverage your existing core students. Invite them on your podcast to share their story, their wins, and their challenges. You can also do coaching calls with your existing students, and as a podcast episode, and where you are coaching them through those challenges through the recording. So you get to be a value to them, and then you get to be a value to those who are listening. By doing those coaching calls, you'll cement your authority uh, to your podcast listeners. And then basically have a call to action for each episode to a higher value uh, asset. So I'm a big fan of either evergreen webinars. So evergreen webinars are webinars that you record and then people can sign up for them anytime. Or I'm a big fan of email courses. One of the things that we've been doing in our online course mastermind is we have now a course growth and scaling hour once a month. And we specifically work on building out like systems. For to market your online course. And right now, as I record this, we're actually doing a six-month sprint where we're actually helping each of our students build their evergreen webinar for their online course. So not only are they getting to build their own uh, course, but they're actually creating the marketing asset to do that. We just, you know, honestly, I just wanted to, again, help people and just give them so much of an ROI uh, versus what they were investing. And then basically, what you do is once you have, you know, that sort of flywheel working, you keep rinse and repeat. So every new student, you know, that launches whatever, right, does relate to your online course, you invite them on your podcast, they share their story, have a call to action to your higher value asset, people sign up they hear about that, they sign up for the higher value asset, they become students, those students again get back on your podcast. So You're creating this pretty interesting flywheel. So three things I just wanted to mention, if you are a course creator and that should is thinking about starting a podcast or evergreen, there's this whole thing of dynamic ads. And finally, we have this sort of flywheel effect that we're able to instill with our podcast. If you are, uh, again, thinking about creating an online course, we have our course starter kit, which is over at coursecreatorstarterkit.com. Have a great rest of your day and appreciate you tuning in. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. Hey there. I hope that you enjoyed today's session. Uh, Thank you again for taking the time to listen all the way through. If you are a therapist and you're specifically in a season where you're a seasoned therapist and you are wanting to move from clinical to online course income, we actually have a specific mastermind for therapists who are doing this. So, this is basically a group of really kind and supportive therapists who are also wildly successful as business owners. We meet together to build and grow and scale our online courses. You can learn more about that mastermind over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind, all one word, sellingthecouch.com forward slash mastermind. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to today's session.